I'm Eric Bricker, and I've been a psychotherapist for over 25 years. One thing I can tell you for certain is that no one makes it through life unscathed. At some point, many of us will rely on the trusted counsel of another person to help us navigate difficult times, or to reconcile a troubled past. Whether conventional or unconventional, professional or informal, there are a lot of different forms that helping relationships can take. This podcast is an exploration into what makes these relationships work. Who are the people that help us? How do they help us? And what do people need help with? My hope is to uncover as much as I can about this very human phenomenon, and I hope that you'll join me. This is the Good Counsel Podcast. Today, I am very excited to be joined by my friend, colleague, business partner, but you know him as William Schleifer. Well, welcome back to the Good Counsel Podcast. We met up and did this like a year ago, and a lot has changed between then and now. It's been quite a year, Eric, and thank you for having me. Um, you know, after whatever years, over a decade, you know, working in the treatment space, I made the jump uh, about, I guess, six, seven months ago now um, to go into private practice full time. And um, it's, uh, it's an adjustment. I mean, it really, really is. I mean, I'm blessed and um, I'm, I'm full and I'm happy and, and all of that is happening. But um, it's, it's quite an adjustment. You know, you're used to uh, the, the, the positive and negative chaos of working in, uh, in a treatment center or, or an agency uh, with a team and you, and you have rounds and you have people to bullshit with in between group and, you know, have a cigarette or, or a vape or whatever. Do you ever miss that? You know what I mean? That frenetic energy where you're dealing with people in this higher level of pathology, right? Like people whose symptoms of substance use disorder, psychiatric, personality disorder, it's more an acute phase. And you've got like this team of people around you to work with like this large group of people, many of whom are in these varying phases of this. That's it. It's exciting. Are you talking about the patients or the staff? Both. Us included. Yeah, it's a petri dish. It's a right. giant petri dish of right. all kinds of personalities and pathologies and right. you know, a lot of stories going on at one time. And so we're all there. But the energy and the excitement sometimes of the interventions or when you take a really heavy topic into a group and work with a group of people and get resolution on these things, people like struggled with these problems maybe for a lifetime. And that doesn't get recreated in a lot of other areas clinically. You know, it's, it's hard. Yeah. I sometimes miss the intensity of that. Uh, definitely. You know, it's, um, it's familiar. You know, it's what we did. It's what you did for, you know, even a longer time. Um, it's what I did for a pretty long time and, and you're used to it and you're used to the chaos and you're used to a team and you're used to a schedule and uh, a place to go. And, you know, it's, it was quite an adjustment. I'm not going to lie. It hasn't been that long for me. And I remember the first days, weeks, months of doing that and what it feels like sometimes when you come to work and you're only seeing like two people that day mm -hmm. and it wasn't. The scarcity of financial, that will enter into it if that goes on long enough. 
But it's more the other thing for me. It was the lack of structure in a day Mm -hmm. and trying to find a way to be self-directed when you didn't have planned activity. You know, I I think for me, based on, you know, based on my family narratives and, you know, and as you know, you know, uh, my parents were immigrants and the, you know, the whole, uh, you know, coming to America and success and all this. So my dad was self-employed, right, for for his whole life. Um, So I saw him work every day till seven, eight o'clock every night. Right. And, um, and, and I find myself kind of doing the same thing and, and packing my schedule and, and, and working probably too much. Um, it's not a scarcity thing. It's this, it's this need or this, this obsession to constantly be productive, to constantly be busy. And, um, and that's crazy, you know, um, you know, the, the, when we worked in, in agencies, it was, you know, it was, it was normal hours and whatever. And, and for some reason I kind of went the other extreme, you know? Um, and that's not good. I mean, you need a work-life balance and, and hopefully that's kind of happening. And, uh, and to, to, I guess, substitute or or replicate the feeling of doing group work that i miss so much and i know you miss so much we've created this amazing thing right and we're going to talk about that the trauma studio so i need that we need that um we love group work and um and and it's good for our it's good for the patients and in so many ways so we've replicated that um but i think um yeah, the adjustment has has had its ups and downs. I mean, it's, you know, you see people all day and, you know, but but there's an element of being alone in that, right? And um, I think we have to do a better job of hanging out, um, taking breaks, having a little bit of work-life balance. Yeah, it's a difficult thing to do. And especially where idleness or not working hard is associated with some kind of something negative. And there's a strong emphasis on work ethics and being productive. I was taught from uh, an early age, come in early, you leave late, Mm -hmm. do Mm -hmm. hard shit, don't complain, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was my dad, who... I thought it comes from like the same, we all come from like the same places. I think you're, you're folks, but like a generation um, behind. Behind, right. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's that same intergenerational narrative, you know, that, you know, you work hard and, and, and you provide and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, you know, thank God my, my wife is like super successful also. So, you know, thank God for that. We're blessed and, and everything's great in that sense. But, um, to go back to this adjustment piece, I mean, it's it's tough. It's it's weird. It's strange. It's um, it's different. You got to get used to it. It takes time. Yeah, I think so. And for me, that's where things like podcasts, things like these other projects, I like to write, uh, working with you in developing the trauma studio itself has really been one of the most exciting things I've ever done in my career, like maybe the most, because we took something out of an idea and we brought it to life in a way that's very unconventional. 
And I mean, yeah, there's definitely other versions of it. We are not the ones who made this up. Everyone knows that that exists, these trauma intensives. And it's so exciting that we had our own idea of what that could be and like have brought it to life because there's so much that goes into it. So when it starts with an idea and then you're really in that room and those 10 people are there and you're talking about these things and you watch people have these incredibly high moments of insight and uh, resolve and you can see the response and you can see the response of the people around them and you know you're going to walk out of there and in some way that person's thinking about the worst thing that ever happened to them is going to be like somehow different. And that for me kind of reclaims some of the high highs that you get from like doing uh, treatment work when you do trauma work inside like a residential treatment center. Mm -hmm. That was the first sort of thing I've done outside of like contract work in a treatment center mm -hmm. that feels like that. And to be able to be doing that like completely on our own, away yeah. from an institution, like away from an agency and to be able to recreate that, one, I didn't think it was possible um, that I was ever going to be able to do that. And I kind of feel like it wouldn't be possible for me to do it with anyone other than you. It's very hard to co-facilitate groups at that level with other people consistently over fucking 25 hours yeah, and feel like you're in lockstep, that you're in rhythm with the other person, that you're not competing, that you both respect each other's strengths and like what everyone is bringing and you work together. And I think what it has created is something really exceptional. And uh, I'm just... Yeah, man, this is a, a moment for me. You know, I, I, I always saw, you know, I, I held in high regard the agencies and organizations that did these things and people I know that did them. Joan Marino was the first person I met, whoever, that I was aware of what a three-day trauma intensive was. Mm. You know, places like Onsite, places like um, Karen's Breakthrough, our good friend Trisha Young's. We've worked on cases together and stuff. She's a really good person. She does those um, as well as part of her uh, part of her practice. Uh, Judy Crane, of course. You know, you look up to that and you aspire that one day I would like to be able to participate in something like that. And the fact that we've actually done it on our own and in a really effective way, it's, um, yeah, man, it's extraordinary. I'm sorry, that was really fucking long, dude. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. And uh, Do we need to edit some of that out? No. You liked it? I did. Did we just have like a moment, you and I? Yeah. Yeah, we got to keep that. Okay. All right. Eric, um, you know, that that was really kind to you, man. And um, and, I, and I don't say this lightly, and you know that. Um, I consider you a, a, a beyond colleague, beyond business partner. Um, you know, you're someone I trust um, imp implicitly and um, the way we work together is um, I mean you're you're the yin to my yang and and um, we, we both have a different style um, we're both kind of we both have the same goal and the same vision uh, but you you do it differently and um, I wouldn't be able to do this without you I mean, that's, that's, that's a definite, I, I would not be able to do group. I would not be able to do the group without you. And, uh, besides that, the patients 
it, w- it would have been a missed opportunity to not uh, to not have you in there um, um, working on this with me. And um, I, you know, it, it goes back to, um, you know, I think 12 years ago or 10 years ago when I saw you do a CU thing and you were so charismatic and funny and human and um, interesting and sarcastic. And, and I love that. I mean, that's, that's, that's the human condition. That's, you know, you, you didn't speak in, in, in these, you know, clinical terms that, that people don't know what, what they mean. You, you spoke in human language and, um, and I've always respected you. And, um, this was actually your idea. I remember you calling me, I think it was, you know, around, you know, I don't know, eight, nine months ago and just saying, Hey man, um, in your voice, Hey man, <laughs> um, why don't we, why don't we do these? Like, why don't we do these ourselves? And I paused and I thought about it and I, and I said, wow, I, I didn't even think about that. I didn't think I was capable to do that. Um, I didn't think I was ready to do that. And, um, you know, speaking of, um, of Judy Crane, um, you know, I, I made the call and, and, and I told her that, uh, that, that I'm thinking of doing these and, and I got the blessing and, and all that, because I, I do believe that obviously loyalty is, um, is pretty important. And, um, and, and, um, you know, I had to ask and, and, um, you know, she said, go for it, kiddo. And, uh, here we are. And, uh, we've done two of these and, um, I think they've done pretty well and we have another one coming up and, and, um, I'll let you talk on that. I'm excited and you saw something in your mind about what it would be like. And then you actually go there and that's what it looks like. And when you're working with another person, uh, co-facilitating and you have all these people who have experienced some of these uh, horrendous, very difficult things for them to talk about. And, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard to hear some of these things. And we're all going to sit there in a group and we're all going to talk about this. And we're going to talk about it in a very intimate way. When I try to get down to the truth of what happened, we're going to take a look at what narratives have been created out of this truth. And we're going to try to offer the opportunity to consider that there might be a narrative that's different than the one that you believe. And if you were willing to kind of look at these things different or decide that it meant something else other than what you originally thought they meant, that your life could be profoundly different. You could be a different person. And I think we all deserve that hope especially for coming to therapy. So we aim high with the expectation that that's, that's the experience that we're creating. And, and of course, like, I don't know, because there's a point at which like, you can't create that experience with someone else, no matter how much you work and what you give and what you bring and what you, you, you challenge, you can't create it for them, but you definitely can create the opportunity. And I think when people are confronted by that in therapy and they know that you're you're ready like you've greased the skids like you've you've created that opening for them just to say it um a lot of people have been waiting for that opportunity like a long time 
I mean, I think at, uh, at the end of the day for both of us, right, uh, um, my, my passion, your passion is to see people that, that come in broken, that come in scared, that, that have these issues that are, that are guarded or have these barriers and these unresolved things and these, these fucked up narratives, um, and stories and, and, you know, they come in and what's so remarkable, right, is they come in and within three days they've shared things that they haven't shared with anyone ever in their lives to a group of strangers. I mean, really, right? And, and you look back and, and, and you, and you really think about it like, wow, like that was some special shit. You know, that was some really remarkable stuff that, that we've experienced, that we saw, you know, to, to watch these people come in and do these gut-wrenching, uh, vulnerable, you know, relief, release assignments and projects um, that are visceral and, and, and cellular and, and, and all that stuff, right? And for them to come in and do this work and for us to just witness it, number one, just witness it and and see them and hear them and understand because the reality is most people you know when they come to these things they don't they don't know what they don't know i mean they really don't um you know a lot of people don't even know what trauma is a lot of people don't even know what what these narratives are like why do i even think this way why why do i do this shit why do i keep making the same mistake over and over again why do I keep, uh, why, why am I in this toxic relationship? You know, why, why do I feel like I'm going crazy? Why do I feel like, um, you know, the world's out to get me? I don't know. I mean, you know, the, there's all these things, right? And there's a difference between going to see a therapist once a week or twice a week even individually and and doing the doing an intensive and and as you said you know we're 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 not the uh, the first intensive i mean there's others and there's been many others but this one's ours and um you know um you can't replicate me and you can't replicate you we have our own style uh we have our own uh philosophy i guess you can say um and we have our we have our own flow we both have the same goal. We both have the same vision. We want the same for our, for our patients and our trauma studio participants. We want relief, release, breakthrough, empowerment. We want the person to come in um, not the same when they leave in a positive way. Now, of course, are we, are, are we going to fix the person in three days? Probably not, you know, but are they going to have an awakening? fuck yeah, they're going to have an awakening. They're going to have a moment. They're going to have an experience. And um, as long as that happens, and it's a good one, um, we did our job. We did our job. And it's very re rewarding. It's an honor and a privilege. It really, really is. Thank you, Will. I, I really appreciate that. Um, do you think it would be possible for us to spend a little bit more time talking about me and uh my influence on you and sure <laughs> no man no. sure Dude, that, was, that was supposed to be really funny and i don't know it was funny it was yeah all right you know what i think we need like laugh tracks in here because 
I um I I always try to go for the joke when I can, and uh, sometimes it works out. Yeah, but I I fucking I miss a lot, and uh, you know, but that's we could talk about you. We could. I don't want to talk about me. Okay, I'm just fucking around. It's fine. Uh, yeah, we'll probably end up editing that out. That was I got awkward there. Um, yeah, man. So. Fuck, where do we leave off before that that happened? Um, I talked about the trauma studio and yeah. all that and um, and how remarkable it's been and an honor and privilege. Yeah. Okay. I know what I, there was something I wanted to do. I'm gonna do it now. You know, well, so I remember the back to that conversation. We're on the phone, you're telling me about the completing the modules. It was very clear that you'd spent a lot of time working with Judy, uh, f- co-facilitating with her, in addition to completing your own um, certified trauma therapist curriculum, and you were a candidate for that. You got the certification, you're co-facilitating with her. And I remember thinking to myself uh, while we were talking about it, and definitely after, that if ever I was going to be participating in something like that, if I ever was going to do it, if there was someone, you know, to do it with that would be willing and able to do it, you would be that guy. Now, obviously, you know, my relationship with Adam Saslov, you know, too, like if we were ever able to pull like something like that together and stuff, but that's not what he's, that's not what he does, you know? And so he would have been the only other person because he's my friend for years. He would have been the only other person to do that with. And so like, ultimately, if I'm not doing it with him, I'm probably not going to do it. And then you come along and I, I'm talking to you and I realized what you had done. And, you know, and we got to talking afterwards. And I think there was really like even more than any of that. It was the relationship that we had and how easy it was to become friends with you and how much we saw things the same clinically and could talk about working in treatment and it just, or treating trauma and, or, or families of origins, all these different things. And I remember thinking to myself, as you were transitioning into uh, private practice, like, please, please come over here and check this place out. It's like, it's really cool. Because I I had hoped that you would come over here because I wanted you to be around. I wanted to be able to see you and hang out with you. And that was leading us further into conversations about working together to build this thing. And, you know, and I was like, if you're here and you're working out of here, um, and I know that you already know everybody, you know, that works here and you're here and you're working out here. This really kind of makes it possible for us to do this thing. So I was just really excited about the development, the evolution of that relationship and that you were coming over here and we were just going to get to hang out and stuff. And there was the possibility we're also going to do this other thing together, you know? And um, for me, that was really cool. And then it actually starting to turn out exactly like what we talked about. So it's really, um, you know, it's it's weird. I haven't known you for a very long time, but I feel like I know you very well. Like I feel very comfortable with you. I feel like when I'm with you, I'm with somebody that I've known for a long time, but I haven't known you a long time. I know. It's really fucking weird. Um, it's, we- it's weird. It, it's really fucking weird. Um because I've known of you for a long time, right? But um, we've only really hung out and talked uh, for, you know, a year, essentially. And um, I've never done group therapy with you before. Um, I've never worked with you before. Uh, But there was just this energy. 
um, that, that put us together. And, and, um, the funny thing is though, is, you know, we're, we're both neurotic and, uh, we're both, um, in our head and, you know, we're, we're both human and we both have our shit. Right. And, um, uh, I don't know, we just play off each other really well. Like when, when I'm neurotic or anxious or, or I'm having moments of, of, you know, spinning or spiraling or pressure or whatever it is, you know, I mean, obviously being, you know, in private practice and um, like we talked about, you see people all day, but there's elements of feeling alone and blah, 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 and all that. So you spiral and you have these emotions and we're human and I'm turning 43 and whatever, um, you calm me down. And uh, well, 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 uh, uh, let me say this. <laughs> so I remember nagging you in the bathroom, right? And, uh, or, or asking you or nagging you or whatever in the bathroom. And, and you did your, you did your typical Eric Bricker, like, all right, man, cool, man. And it was like this, like, fuck, you know, he shut me down again. And, and, uh, like I rather him just say like, "Yo, I'm taking a piss. Can you like get out? Like stop it." And um, and that's that's the communication that, Sir, that Bill, I need to hear. Yeah, that's the communication you need to hear. How fucking old are you, man? Like who? I I I, I operate under the assumption that fucking other people from society know about these things. You know, like you don't talk to people while they're taking a leak, dude. Yeah, no. and you never fucking start up a conversation from behind the wall, you know, from from the stall, man. Yeah. You know, like, hey, what's up, man? Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> like, this can't wait. You it, don't have a phone, text no, messaging. No, shit. it felt it felt good. It felt it felt like the right time, you know. Um, but, no, in all, in all seriousness, um, what we do is hard. You know, like this is hard. This is really hard work. Individually, the work you're doing, individually, the work I'm doing. Um, and then you mix in these these retreats. And, and like like we said, we're not the only ones in town doing these. And, and, and I honor and respect, you know, the people that do them too. And, and I know it's really hard and it takes a lot out of you. Uh, and it takes a lot out of me. And um, it's intense. It's not just actually, you know, doing it right it i mean that's if you're if you're if you're a good clinician uh, you know i mean that's that's what we do but there's so many other parts to this you know uh the marketing part to this and 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 filling it and and you know the documentation and and you know and the setting and, and the putting it together and logistics of it and, and all of it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a project, man. It's, it's a lot to do. It is. It's an undertaking. And yeah. that's and what we were talking about before. When you commit to creating this type of an experience for people, you, um, you learn a lot more about what goes into it. You know, I uh, I attended TLC. I went as a student, and I went a couple of like probably three times afterwards to Angel. And for anyone who's not familiar with that, it, with what that is, it's a um, 
a personal growth and improvement seminar. Uh, there's some experiential work exercise they do. And it's kind of like a community of people that have gone through the program that continue to support the program with uh, different committees and leadership. Um, they, uh, you know, so there's a lot of people who are involved who stay in that program and, and, you know, continue to work on logistics and things like that. And I know some of those people. So I sort of saw in a way some reference about like what goes into planning a conference. Like I was never involved in the planning of TLC, but like, you know, you see what people do and that everyone kind of has a role. And so you get a sense, you get a book of place, you have to have all your materials. It's not like when you work at an agency, if you forget fucking highlighters, the person in the next room has them or you, you know what I mean? Like you have to kind of have everything. You got to get it there. It's got to be on time. I and mean, you know, you got to find the right place, man. I mean, you found the place. I mean, that, you know, I mean, that, that was, that was remarkable. You know, you, you, you found the right setting and, and, uh, we've, we've been doing, we've done two of these over at the farmer's table, uh, Wyndham hotel. And, um, it's very private. We have a very private banquet room there and, and they take good care of us. And, um, very, it's, it's very nice and, uh, we want it that way. And, um, we want people to feel comfortable and um, centrally located and all that stuff. And, um, you know, thank God, you know, you found that and we have a relationship there and seems like that's, that's the spot, you know? Um, it's definitely the spot. Yeah. I, um, I've been in that room a couple of times for like smaller events, you know, it's not their big event room. Like what, where, when were you there? I feel like, like a briss. What were you doing? I think it might have been like a Christmas party a few oh, years ago. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, and I think the, the other time was at um, an appreciation dinner for John Pulse and uh, Brian Pagan's company, Full Life. They, uh, they had something on a couple months ago, and so I was at that. And so after, uh, when we started getting serious um, about doing this, I um I thought to myself like that's the spot because they had that back room which was like a small group room off to the side away from everything and then they had this front room that was uh with a table for us to be able to eat if we wanted to bring lunch in from the farmer's table which we thought would be like a really cool thing to do so the food would be good because this is a long day man and like good food and things like that that counts like you don't want to you don't want to live, relive the worst moments of your life. Spend the morning reliving the worst moments of your life, and you know, end up having to eat like a fucking stale wrap or anything. That would that's- well, it's definitely better than the other options that I that I was con- you know that I was thinking about of um, you know Airbnb being a a house in Boca and some like gated community. Um, that would have been a nightmare because um, the work that we do is so um, you know emotional and um experiential that uh the police would probably be called uh by the neighbors and uh the cars and the yelling and the screaming and 
you know, you know, um, people yelling, you know, things like, you know, you know, fuck you and, and whatnot. And, um, and, and, like and five, other, it's like a five year old's birthday going on next door. Totally. Like totally. A, it's a yeah, birthday yeah, party going yeah. on next door. Little, Ma- little kids. yeah. Maxie's six year old birthday is next door. Oh, and, no. and, uh, yeah, the police are being called and you know, that that's, that's a wrap. So, yeah, um, the setting uh, that you found was uh, was is perfection. Yeah, again, it's like the vision piece of it. It's you look at it and you're like, yeah, this is the spot, man. And uh, and we we went in there and um, it was just it was it's just right. It's amazing too. There's a certain um, irony. I don't know what you call it. If that's really the word. It's um like a paradox that's it it's a paradox because i've thought about this i don't know if you've ever thought the same thing but it's like we're there and we're dealing with a lot of people whose experiences are of like these childhood traumas and abusive relationships and very often uh what has gone on in people's childhoods and meanwhile the wall that separates us on the other side of that is like a baby shower yeah. where it's a family celebration of bringing like a person into the world. Hmm. Wow. We're doing this thing on this one side of the wall, which is the culmination of everything in life gone badly. And then the other side of the wall, these people are just like they're getting married or they're, um, like maybe starting their you know, or, or a baby shower, right? Yeah, yeah. or celebrating, yeah. Um, you know, something. And for me, walking past that and just seeing the people celebrating after we've done what we've done, it feels good. Yeah. Like, it's almost like this little reminder or something, you know? There's a silver lining with everything, right? Yeah, that people's yeah. lives yeah. Could, can be good. Can you know? be good. Yeah, they can be good. And yeah. you know, hopefully the people that we work with uh, in their own lives will get to do these things and enjoy them and you know fully experience the best parts of their life. They deserve to. You know? I think what I think what drawn us together a lot, honestly, Eric, it's like this unspoken uh, desire for, that we want our patients to... Um, to just live their best lives and like and and truly be happy and like truly like live a healthy lifestyle and like i really want that for for our participants i i want our our people to to have a good life and stop hurting themselves and stop punishing themselves and stop abusing themselves or or putting themselves in in these these awful situations you know and maybe maybe they come to this retreat and they learn a few things and they process some things and they look at some things you know and they realize and they're able to connect the dots of uh you know why 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 am i doing what i'm doing and and why do why do i keep doing that and 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 having the shame cycle and all this stuff that that you know, in all honesty, yes, of course. I mean, you could, it's being done in weekly therapy with a, you know, with an individual therapist. But as you said it, you said it really well. Um, I think to our participants and, and your and some of your patients is that it accelerates the process. You know, it does. That, that group environment, when you're in a group with eight, nine other people and, um, and the traumas are different. 
I mean, the traumas are different. I mean, we've had combat veterans. We've had uh, women in there that are dealing with, you know, um, betrayal and, and, and abuse. And, and, and it's co-ed, first of all. Uh, we, do, we, we run these co-ed. And, you know, the traumas may be different, but the feelings are the same. And usually the feelings are, are, are loneliness and despair and agony and crisis and and anxiety and and an inability to operate an inability to to succeed in life and they don't they don't know why and and what it comes down to is this other feeling of i you know i'm crazy or or something's wrong with me or or i'm just i'm never going to to i'm always going to be a failure and and that's not true i think uh one of the curses of uh people who've experienced uh, these traumas, whether it's the single incident or like the complex trauma or traumatic family of origin, it's like you kind of see like a lot of them are really high functioning people, actually, very successful in certain ways, and the um, the parts where the like pathology of all of this it usually comes out in like one way or a couple of different ways, and you sort of see it, and it's almost like the separate demon that's separate from everything else about the person you just kind of see it in them and um and that's they know that that's there and that's like very much that whole Jungian shadow that I, I love the idea of attaching those two things like the pathologies that we carry that's like the that it comes from our darkest place and it comes from our darkest experiences and you can give somebody an opportunity to explore all that in a very like authentic way you get to see they get to they get to walk right up to it and feel safe and they get to do that with like this group of people and have this shared experience where i did it i looked at my shadow looked at in the mirror as close as i could get with people and um it's that experience of being able to facilitate that and like participate in for facilitating that it's uh it creates like a very special moment man you know what's interesting though is, uh, and I and I think this is what maybe is different than than other retreats or whatever it is. I mean, I, I I'm not totally sure, right? But we're not. I wouldn't say we're we're soft and cuddly, right? I. It's hard for me to. I can't do it that way. I know that people who do, and it's it's an effective, like gentle. Yeah, gentle you know, to be gentle. And I think there's a distinct difference between being sensitive and tender with people, but being overly gentle, you know? And I think that's the thing. Like the sensitivity and the um, compassion has to be there really in a high, a strong way. And if you if you have that, and you're always conscious of, you set an intention, you're conscious of like projecting that into all these interactions, then you don't have to necessarily be overly gentle. People will feel safe with you while you're talking to them in a way that's not you talking to a fucking little kid. You know what I mean? Because I can't do, that's what I can't do as a therapist. I can't do one down. Um, and like, I think for me, it would sound disingenuous and actually I'm afraid it would sound condescending. So I kind of like talk to everybody the same. I have to, 
And that might not be for everybody, you know, and I'm okay. I'm cool if it's not like my way is I may not be like the best therapist for for this person. Or, uh, Absolutely. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. So I think that I think that doing it this way, um, it implies a certain level of respect that people are often not applied to their traumas because the idea of trauma is uh, like a disability or a handicap in a culture. Like there's something wrong with me. Like I'm broken in some way. And when people talk to me about it, they talk about in this very like gentle way, like they're talking down to a little kid or some shit. I, not everybody does that, but I know that that's the experience that some people I know have had. And they don't like it because what they now start to do is they start to calibrate everyone they talk to. They're looking at you to see what your judgment is of what they're saying. And if they know you're uncomfortable and start editing themselves. So I, in my own way, man, and I think like you're, you're the same. It's like we talk to people like adults. We talk to them in a way like we have an expectation. We respect them as people and that we know that they're capable and that despite what the, the thing that happened to them is not something to be ashamed of. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to actually even go one level up to, to kind of uh, describe it as I think, I think these people are, are remarkable. Right. And I know you do too. I, I think these people are remarkable. I think, I think coming to, to a retreat with eight, nine people and these strangers and spilling the beans and, talking about things you never talked about before to anyone and 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 you also uh, happen to be this professional and you have a family and you and you're successful and you have all these uh, amazing things going on but you have this horrific history of pretty bad complex trauma right it, it's interesting in the fact that i think there is a certain individual a person that benefits from us, you know, and our style. Um, we are challenging. We we are direct in some ways. Um, you're you're probably a little slower. Like you play the long game. I play the. Dude, what the, the fuck? What did you just yeah, say? I, yeah, you heard me. Oh, I don't know. You know, slow. Yeah, you, you, the term slow has a certain. You take it whatever you want. I, I, well, no, it doesn't. Not the way I'm saying it. How are you saying it? I'm saying it that you're okay. Fine, I fucked up. Um, uh, I'm saying it more How like about the word deliberate. Fine, okay, deliberate, psychological. You, 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 you do some more Jedi shit. I guess I don't know. I'm, I'm more just direct. Here I am. This is, this is what I'm gonna ask you. This is what I'm gonna say to you. Um, and you may not like it. I mean, you may not, and, uh, and that's okay, uh, but I don't know. You leave there with some kind of insight. It feels like it works. It feels like stylistically it works. I've seen my share of people there that really, I think, in a way, had the expectations of themselves to be fragile in the face of this and were able to do this in a way that maybe maybe they, they aren't getting to do you know, somewhere else because of that, because there's a, um, an opportunity to do, to do more. And I think that's trauma intensives in, in general. And I think people walk away from the experience respecting themselves because they 
did this in a way that they hadn't done before. So you want to normalize risk-taking. Like, you want to normalize... Um, you want to normalize uh, disclosure, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, and, and that's the purpose of the group. That's because you have individuals with somewhat shared experience who serve as a mirror. And to them, it's the most validating thing in the world. The more I talk about what happened to me, because that means that I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one like me. There's other people, there's someone else. And uh, they, they experienced something very similar. They felt the way that I felt. They made the same pathological pattern of behaviors and repeated mm-hmm. it over and over again, just like I did. It's all, uh, in a way, almost predictable patterns of maladaptive behavior that have their root and origin in trauma. And so, like, seeing that in other people, mm-hmm. as complex as it may be within you, mm-hmm. Uh, I think is hugely validating, and I think it kind of urges people forward. You know what I think is um, also really cool is um, is how we form the group. Uh, you know, I kind of want to talk about that. I mean, it's we don't form the group. You know, just you know, first come, first serve, right? We we form the group in a very methodical way where. You know, there's some mirroring going on. We we know that this person's probably going to trigger this person because this person's going to show up like uh, her husband, or this person's going to show up like um, a, an abuser of some of some kind, or or some narcissistic feature, or whatever it is. You know, we want that, um, but it's it's done in a very methodical way. And, um, and, and there's, you know, definitely a whole design to this. It's not just, you know, yeah, let's throw, you know, however many people into a group and, um, you know, good luck, you know, that's, that's not how this goes down. Right. So it's, it's, it's complicated and it's complex and you, and you really, you really need to know the patient you, you need, you really need to uh, have that history, um, and uh, put put it together correctly and effectively. Well, you know, um, I know that when I started in private practice working by myself, it could be very isolating and lonely. We talked about that earlier on. And one of the things that was hugely helpful to me was working in this suite here where there were so many other great clinicians who uh, were very supportive. And it, it made, you know, all my friends that work here, and I don't want to start naming names mm-hmm. because I'm never going to be able to remember all the names. But uh, it's the crew at Sanctuary Suites, Suite 210 in the Sanctuary Suites Towers at 4400 North Federal Highway. And it's a really exceptional group of clinicians and good friends of mine. And let me say it this way. If you're scoping out clinicians and you're, you're maybe deciding between a couple of different ones and you see the address is 4400 North Federal Highway, Suite 210, go with that. Go with that person. They're, they're probably, they're probably really good, you know, um, So, but these are our friends and colleagues that work up here. And I know that I found everyone welcoming and was able to create community. Tell me about your experience with uh, people here. Um, Incredibly friendly right off, right off Jump Street. You know, Um, when I got here, 
it's uh, like I said, I mean, it, it was, it's quite an adjustment. It really, really is. You know, they're, they're, uh, I'm very happy. I'm very blessed. I am definitely um, happy I'm, I'm on this side at this point in my life, um, you know, almost being 43 years old. Um, it was time and, um, and I'm, I'm very happy being in private practice and being self-employed and, and all those things. Um, but it was quite an adjustment and, um, coming here and, and, and having you here, obviously. And, and I have to say this, I mean, you know, I was in, I was essentially invited here. I mean, you, you, you called me and said, Hey, there, there's, there's, you know, there's an office that's opening. Um, you really should jump on this before someone else does, because these go pretty quick, uh, because of the, uh, you know, the talent here because of the, the community here and, and, uh, and however, you know, the, the people here and, and all that. So you should really jump on it. And, and I remember when you called me with that, I mean, I, I told my wife, I mean, it was a big deal. It's a big deal to be here. In my opinion. Um, it feels like home. Um, it feels healthy. It feels safe. Uh, it feels that um, everyone here is doing like miraculous, amazing work. Um, I mean, you, you, there's a lot of people here, and, and um, I'm really, um, I'm, I'm really honored to be here. Honestly, I'm honored to, to work here uh, alongside these folks and collaborate. Yeah, it's it's nice to have uh, good company, man, because I think. Uh, this otherwise could be an isolating job, and I never feel that way. You know, the other day, um, I had a free, like, 3 o'clock hour, and I didn't really feel like being productive. And I kind of wandered out into the waiting room just to sort of, like, see who was around, to, to refill my water glass and just see if, like, there's anybody around. And uh, I ran into Ben Tarotude, and the same thing happened to him. He's my uh, former intern that's mm -hmm. kind of uh, up and up and moving with Parallels Counseling, and he works with John Pulse and Brian Pagan at Full Life, and he's doing his own thing. He's an anger management guy mm -hmm. and um, from, from Karen. And so he's doing his own thing over here, and we, I ran into him, and uh, I brought him back to my office, and we were joking around. I... Uh, showed him like a blog piece that I was writing and got like feedback from him and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool to have people around you to do things like that with. Um, so it makes those also those extracurricular activities like doing a podcast, being able to interview your friends. Um, you know, it, it just, it makes it all better. And I, I'm, I'm also grateful to be here, man. And I'm, I'm so pumped that you made it over because this really has made it, uh, so much easier for us to work together. Yeah. You know, to be able to carve out time to really put the time into it that it needs. To annoy the shit out of you every other day, like I was. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Like, not in the bathroom and everything, man, but like going into your. Here, going into your office yesterday, and we were just talking. We weren't really doing anything productive. We were just talking, and we we're talking about the retreats. And you were showing me parts work inner child work something an exercise that you had learned recently at a retreat on your own and you're showing it to me and so we actually processed through a problem of mine an interpersonal problem uh for me like recently and i'm not going to get into that because you nosy fucks don't really know, need to know but um I, uh, but we processed it through and um so it was like we were able to use something like that you know 
to have that kind of a conversation and experience it firsthand and then sort of see, okay, this is what it felt like to experience this. Now, what would it be like for us to do this together in a group of people? And so you need to have enough time to be sitting around just bullshitting and throwing ideas out there to uh, to have that kind of a moment where something creative like that gets gets uh, discussed and sort of talked about and uh, played with, you know, for for lack of a better word. And and that's not going to happen if we're working on opposite sides of town and we have to make like appointments like that to, right. to meet up. In a way, it, it's kind of interesting. In a way, it, it, being here and having those five, 10, 20 minute intervals with, with you and all these people here, it's like I'm, it's almost like getting free CEUs, man. You know, free education and free collaboration and um, information. There are a lot of, of really smart people here. Yes, there are. Very, very capable and interesting with like diverse backgrounds and i could go into it i would worry about like talking too much about one person and not talking to you know what i mean so i i i I'd, honestly to have that conversation i would want to have it written out in front of me because i wouldn't I get it because there's so many different people and competencies i was actually thinking back if i would thought of it earlier i probably would have opened up the sanctuary suites uh facebook page because I, I i'm the admin of it so i have like the list i get all the mm-hmm. list of names, and I would just run through them all. But it'd take like an hour to do that. Yeah, you know what, man? Yeah. Maybe someday I'll just do that. I'll Maybe just, I'll just sit here by myself and run through the list of clinicians, um, in sanctuary suites, and like all their credentials and the things they've accomplished, and then just talk shit about every single one of them. Oh, that'd be great. Now, um, it's it's been uh, it's been amazing coming here, um, and. Um, I know I've been nagging you about doing this with you uh, because um, because a lot has changed. You know, a lot has changed in in, in a year, and uh, and we've done something really special together. And and I see you doing special, amazing things, and <clears throat> individually, and uh, you know, same thing for me. And I don't know. It, it was just it felt like it was time to to get together and and talk about our uh, our creation. Uh, the trauma studio and uh, like I said our, our next one is coming up and I'm pumped I'm excited and I know you are and um, yeah yeah